Well, I think this is Training Reflections 4. And the purpose of these, if you have not been listening, and I hope you have, is um, just basically talking about specific training sessions and yeah. things that we did and how they happened. So this is And why they were done. So this is us uh, just documenting our training sessions. Yeah, and rationalizing some of the decisions. So this one, we'll try to do them for PBs. This was a special one. This is for the 190 kilo clean and jerk I made. Um, so, as you know, a main thing as years go by, and as you get better, hopefully, PBs um, can take a while. <laughs> or else just don't happen. Or just don't happen. But if you knock your head against the wall enough, you'll get more PBs. And this one I was pretty happy about. So, a new one around the lifts is always a good day. And I thought it'd be useful to, you know, Give you some background around Give the day. Give us some context to this. So Say this, what the session was like. So this was... Um, weightlifting, as you know, is incredibly strange. <laughs> so I was capable of a 190 or probably 200 kilo clean jerk now for the last year and a half. Yeah. So when I did 185 two and a half years ago, it was... Looked like 140 does now. Yeah. It was super easy. And um, I remember the, the owner of the gym, he was like, 200 soon, I'd say. And I was like, fuck yeah, yeah 200 soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> but he was wrong. So two and a half years ago, um, I did 185 and it was literally, I could have done 190 that day, no problem. Yeah. I could have done 195 that day, is what I'd say, if I, if I just, but yeah, I did 185 yeah. thinking, nice and slowly now. And sometimes, well, who knows? Who knows what happened? But anyway, so no. That the weightlifting act, fairies have not been on your side. Listen, just got to bang your head. Snatch <laughs> was going, it's going great though. Yeah. So I did 185 and then I, I'd been training like a motherfucker. I like up to that point for about eight months or so and yeah. so the previous year right i had even let's go even further back uh i'd done europeans and whatever and i'd uh i had to do nationals and qualifiers for that and nationals after that then and then more qualifiers and calculations. nations and i was training so hard i nearly shit myself and it turns out i did i had genuinely got injured all the time no 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 so i was getting injured which was bad enough so <laughs> that year for about four months of that full 12 months of training I couldn't put a bar overhead for four months of that. Two separate two months occasions, right? So that's not great, right? That's not great. So you in get a, over in injuries. A, in a sport that revolves around putting weights over your head. Solely overhead, some might say. Yeah. Uh, two thirds of that sport is overhead. You might not even count the clean because it might not even matter. No, sure, it doesn't matter. So I've been training pretty hard. And then, on top of all these competitions and getting injured, I got actual overtraining. <laughs> Gen- genuine overtraining. So one day I was in the lab... I was actually cleaning uh, I remember I was cleaning so no one cares right but I was cleaning dirt off, off some uh, lip solve oils because we was uh, raw materials and they got burnt shut up now right shut up now right so they got burnt on right and I was cleaning off and I was like I don't feel so good because I'd just done the calculations and like two days later I'd started like 5 by 5 pause back squats of course you had and I got up to two, like 200 kilos 5 by 5 pause yeah in my defence the Clarence programme but as I was doing it when I did it I was like what, what, twice over like one month I woke up in the middle of the night and I got sick I vomited like <laughs> and I just had to put it down to stuff I'd eaten you know whatever yeah yeah but yeah. then this day at work I felt like absolute monstrosity like I barely made it home I barely the hour drive home or whatever barely oh made it in the door God. in suits Q four days of shitting and vomiting. I lost four. I lost five or six kilos. I think. I'll obviously lot of that water, but some of that was not water. Vitality is what I lost. <laughs> so, 
I'd overtrained myself. So this is where we're going with this. So I genuine overtraining. Like so, it took they they say it can take up to a year of like real overtraining. You know. Yeah. So I had two international competitions and multiple. You know, it was legitimate overtraining, and it really fucked me up. You know, for about a month after, I had to be really patient. You know, and then. Two or three months later, I hit my first three. So three or four months after that, then with some forethought, I hit my first three hundred kilo total, and then I kept training really hard. And so I said to myself, when I hit the one eighty five, I was like, I'm not going to repeat previous yeah. mistakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reduced training just to about three days a week for about three or four months. Yeah, just to be really thoughtful and build up again. So then, I got the notion that I wanted to squat three hundred kilos. So the lifts went on hold. <laughs> what happened then, Gareth? I uh, <laughs> I did not I was not able to snatch or clean and jerk that much because I gained a lot of body weight for the sole purpose but I made the conscious decision yeah. to clean and jerk right and I got to I went from like 270 I think to 290 in two months yeah yeah quite a feat I might add yeah great squat and after that then obviously I had to take a little bit of a break because I did not want to get overtrained again yeah so took a little bit of a break kept training away and then that was Nearly a year later, you know. Yeah. Sitting and I kept training. And just... But, so then I got tendinitis in my thumb. Tendinopathy, actually. I got tendinopathy for about seven or eight months, I'd say, was it? Yeah. It was fucking horrendous. It was Jesus Christ. I've oh never... I could not imagine what tendinopathy or tendinitis in my knees is. So I used to wake up in the morning and I couldn't hook grip a bar. So I couldn't... Or sorry, hook grip a bar in the mornings. I couldn't move my thumb in the mornings. My thumb would just be uh, like catatonic, like unmovable for about an hour and a half. Just, I'd be staring at my thumb trying to be like, fuck, move, you know? But so the tendon that comes up from your thumb to your wrist was just entirely, I was just going to say it was 100% scar tissue. There was no tendon left. <laughs> it was just all calcification and scar tissue. It was dead. And so seven or eight months of that, just waiting. I couldn't hook grip a bar. I had to snatch the straps. Couldn't do cleans realistically. Your whole wrist was just inflamed. Like. So inflamed. And I just literally, there's nothing you can do realistically is just give it time. One thing I found very much helped, so if you're listening, was voodoo banding my forearm. That made phenomenal difference. Yeah. It was so good. So hanging off a bar with a voodoo band. So I had to wait till that got rid of that, okay? So then the weights I was trying to clean jerk were pretty heavy. So essentially, basically a year and a bit later, it's gotten me back to where I was. Yeah. So it was a pretty big deal because everyone knows weightlifting. It was. It was a long road to get there. And fucking worth it though I'm so happy yeah. it's not really the number I hit it was just hitting a PB the number to me is it was irrelevant I didn't care about 190 yeah but hitting a pro- 5 a legit PB, PB was because my snatch was going steadily progressing yeah but the clean and jerk was just killing me you know that session was hilarious too so it was a Saturday session yeah Gabriel and Clarence were all out uh, for maxing on the Sunday yeah yeah so the two lads were like constantly like you maxing you maxing and Garf's like no not today like not today and then there's this thing that happens in weightlifting yeah when people know he's maxing they know he's maxing and then people, people keep- start acting really weird because they start not lifting and they start like kind of just observing and they look over and they're like what are you at now He's like, well, 40. Yeah. Like, what are you at now? And then people start, like, helping to load your bar. Jesus, don't do that, isn't he? So what basically, what Garth did was he did the sneaky max, is what it's been called. <laughs> <by>. <laughs> so, so myself hate. and Garth were doing, like, yeah. 
What were you, oh, you were so, strict pressing. So, all right, I, I hate when people ask me if I'm lifting. Uh, Clarence finds the same. I know if some other people do yeah. as well. Some people don't care, but personally, I hate when people say, you maxing, because you immediately put <laughs> an incredible amount of significance where everyone is scrutinizing every warm-up lift you're doing. Yeah. So if you say to me, my squats, I'm like, yeah, buddy, or whatever. I don't yeah. give a shit, like, you know, but when it's cleans, you're immediately like CSI fucking lifts, like everything's, <laughs> how was that? I don't know how was it, it was 100 kilos. So Dara was doing some things, power clean. Things were tense. Things were tense. So what happened basically, we okay, just said, we, we said yeah. we're not. Garf ain't maxing. Ain't maxing. Garf wasn't even maxing in his own mind. No, 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 no. And then we were doing power cleans. I was doing some push presses. So Garf was doing some strict presses. I was going to max the day after, so it was in yeah. the program essentially. So it was just like nice, normal training session. Mm-hmm. And then I think we got to 110 or something. It was 100 kilos, right? Oh, and it was 100 kilos, yeah. Even when I was at 100 kilos, I wasn't maxing because I was like, this feels heavy. Yeah. So I was doing like power clean, no foot clean, and like uh, just a bit of split jerk being like, I'll just do some light for tomorrow, you know? And then I, I kept doing, I did four or five sets at 100, and then I started doing like no hangs. It was getting a bit lighter and a bit looser. And I was like, no one was watching me. And I was, I was away over in the corners, you know? Clarence is feeling <laughs> Gabriel and stuff. And I was like, I put on 120, you know, and 120 was really good. And, and at this stage, I was over the other side of the gym, and next thing I just see, I was like, hey, everyone is still messy and joking, like, and Joe, like, come on, big lift now, 120. And I was like, mm hmm. <laughs> and then 120, and then I'd slipped 140 on, and I knew it was another 140, 160, 170, 180, so another four, four yeah. lifts before my max. So at this stage, the momentum that was on me didn't matter what anyone was saying to me. No. So no one was like, you won't heavy, because I was already gone heavy, and it was obvious. Yeah. So I won 40, nailed it, won 60, nailed it, won 70, nailed it. And before, so that stage then, no one's asking anymore, so there's no pressure. No, no, no. Everyone knows the score at this stage. Everybody knows the crack. Yeah, nailed 180, and then obviously 190 was just going down. So again, 190 was relevant to me. No, once you made the clean at 190, it was immediately apparent you were going to make it. In my head, as I was standing up at 190, because I'm never not going to stand up with a clean, there was like, yes, Garth. And my head was like, you're dead right, Garth. <laughs> you're dead right, Fitz. Because I knew I was going to jerk it, because the jerks were sweet. Yes. So, dead fucking right. Story aside from the PB, uh, I just want to give some context on the training things I changed. So yeah. after Qatar, um, two big changes, definitely very significant changes. And we've talked about this in the past, that weightlifting can turn on a dime the problem is it can turn backwards on a dime and she's a fickle mistress fuck you over no fucking loo just drive you into the ground but you can also three or four weeks and you can pull it out pull it out of your ass like yeah so Misa was father Ibrahim Hassan one of the greatest coaches in the world no doubt said two main things to me right widen your grip in the jerk and well so three things so widen your grip in the jerk and a short dip so I was like, Jesus, feels uncomfortable. But I was like, when a former Olympian and coach of current Olympian and probably future gold medalist at the Olympics tells you do something, you just give it a go, you know? Yeah, you just try you your best. Usually don't question it. Give it the old college try. So I was I was trying it after, like a 160 clean jerk. My the jerks were, my grip was normal grip, you know? And it was just not able to, to not lock it out of our head. Yeah. I was making them no problem, you know? But yeah, they just yeah, weren't yeah. stable. Tried it 100 kilos. Didn't do anything. Felt really good. Nice short dip wide grip was feeling really good and the second thing he told me to do was clean pulls above the knee from blocks five by five but heavy so yeah. they're very conservative with squats and lifts and they go really slowly but he really he really emphasized heavy at these so the first set for the f- the first workout day was two, 220 you know so five by five of those another thing miso was doing that he didn't tell me directly but it, it ties into the block thing was a load of no foot stuff and we'd seen him do it yeah. before last year in Uzbekistan so I was like it really keeps the turnover very fast on the clean 
So those two things. So in the block pulls, I was really patient all the way up before extending, and then going straight up. So he was like trapped straight up. Yeah. And in the power clean, in the power with no foot, I was really delaying my contacts. I made contact a bit too low sometimes. So I was being really patient, and you have to be with the no foot, and going straight up and using my traps. And so th- those two movements, being really patient and extending all the way up before getting under, was like literally verbatim. Th- that feeling was the exact same thing I was thinking about all the way up in the cleans. Yeah. And the cleans actually weren't even that great, but they were far better. They'd been going good as well, but they'd really kind of transformed into something new over three or four weeks of doing that. Yeah. And then the jerk then was no problem with the wider grip. It made a big difference. It yeah, was it was good. a nice lift. Yeah, it was good. Um, just wanted to give some context. And yeah, and why you do the things. Yeah. And then, obviously, from here on out, in weightlifting, you find what works for you and you drive it into the ground until it stops working. <laughs> and then you go find something else. If you have to fly halfway around the world to find it, yeah, just go fucking find it. Just go fucking find it. So yeah. if you find something... So I'm not saying do what I'm telling you to do, because it probably isn't what you need to do. But I'm saying cha- find things that work. Yeah. Drive them into the ground. Don't really just emulate what you see yeah. Kharkov doing on yeah. his Instagram. Gabriel talks about this a lot too. you got to find yeah. what works for you. So find the lifts. Let's say for you, your snatch feels really good every time you do snatch balance before you snatch. Do you know what you do? Do you snatch balance every time before you snatch? Dead right there. That's what you do. You fucking just do it. And the, like, even don't it, be afraid to push those derivatives. Yeah. Do you know? At don't the expense be afraid of the, to be like, let's fucking get a bit heavier with the snatch yeah, balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or let's get a stronger push press if you're jerk as shit. And like, I won't be tired for a snatch after, but for a while... And yeah. then I lay off snatch balance and my snatch will be better, you know? Yeah, definitely. Not even for weightlifters here, like powerlifters and stuff like that Everything, too. Everything, yeah. yeah. Do you like, jeez, you know, you're a fucking rugby player and you, your knees don't hurt as much when you do your single leg step-ups. Do, do more you know? single leg step-ups? Yeah, right, you do. You do more fucking single leg step-ups. Like, it's it's more of a, a philosophy. Yeah. And very, very importantly, you go very slowly. Always slowly. When we say drive it into ground now, we're saying with repetition. Over not, the course of not eight with months. retarded loading over three weeks. No, we're talking about over three months you drive yeah. into the ground. So very slowly work up. And it may not stop working. It might work for like that for the rest of your career and you just have to give a good environment and you hopefully you'll Bob's your uncle. Fanny's your aunt. Fanny's your aunt. But you might not. But if you find what works, just do it very drive it into the ground, but very slowly drive into the ground. So you know like you've do you buy a car that's only like two or three grand. Yeah. And you know you're never gonna sell it again. But and over the course like of, what you did with your beamer. Dead right. So over the course of two to three years you just Drive it into the ground. Yeah, n- not a single service was ever seen by that engine. If you... <laughs> I'd say the same tires were on it today. You sold it the day you bought it. Those tires are so expensive as well. 19, oh low God. profit, that's stupid. But like we're saying, if block pulls make your clean better for a time... Go do them. Just fucking... Like I was doing them three times a week, and I still am. And don't do, like, the squirrel program. Yeah. Where you go, yeah. take a little bit of this, take a little bit of this. Yeah. Take a little, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. like... Find one thing yeah. that improves it. And and do that one thing. You'll, you'll know, so especially in weightlifting, you'll know if the feeling is good. Having the feelings? You'll have the good feeling. So if the feeling is, is the feedback is good. So in powerlifting, like we talked before, it's a little bit, it's a bit harder sometimes to know because there's no real feeling to, it's kind of more of a strength thing. So it's kind of, <laughs> your things might be more. Your things? Like let's say you're squatting, maybe some, like you might do some hack squats to start. And yeah, you might feel yeah. your quads better. It's a harder thing to find because most likely you're just tying yourself out. Yeah. Rather than priming yourself, you know. Yeah, weightlifting is a very different beast. Beast. Any other takeaways from the session? Um, just um, don't listen to Clarence. <laughs>
Thanks, Chris. Goodbye.